Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things ACT too. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. I'm excited about today's topic, Beyond Monogamy, where my guest, relationship guru, Mr. Lucario, and I will discuss various types of relationships under the umbrella of non-monogamy. Mr. Lucario has been a dating and relationship coach for 13 years and is known for his no-nonsense and realistic approach. Love it. He's been featured on VH1, TLC, ABC Family, and Anderson Cooper. His advice on dating can be found through online videos, blogs, and his website, mrlucario.com. Best of all, he resides in Brooklyn. Well, hi, Mr. Lucario. How's it going? How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's life in Brooklyn? It's it's good. It's good. You know, it's uh, it's slower than usual, you know, but uh, it's it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's not negative nine like it has been here in Minnesota <laughs> for the last week or so. Yeah. <laughs> you got snow, though. You got hit by yeah. some snow. Yeah, it's a lot of snow out there. It's a lot of snow. Were you, you know? shoveling, working nah, hard? I wasn't doing anything. I was like, I was letting it melt. I'm like, I don't want to do all that. You know? <laughs> You got to pay some kids to do that and shovel the snow, pay them 20 bucks. You know? <laughs> That's fantastic. I didn't have to shovel either. So yeah, it worked out for both of us, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it, it usually hasn't snowed like th- this in uh you know, in the way in New York, how it is, it hasn't snowed in like years like this. So it's been snowing like every week. It's crazy. Welcome to my world. <laughs> so you've been busy still in the, in the midst of COVID-19, you're still having a lot of clients with mm-hmm. their questions around dating. Right, right. And how are your clients dating these days? Um, right now, a lot of people are doing just a lot of online. You know, that's mostly because everything shut down. There's hardly nowhere to go as far as like to actually meet people. There's no events, no bars, clubs. It's it's everything's shut down. So it's like online. And then they might meet up and get a coffee or something. And Do then, some social distance yeah, walking. exactly. <laughs> Just walking Video around. dating. Exactly. So that's like the main thing that's happening right now, you know. So what kind of, kind of advice are they asking for then since they can't actually yeah. be dating yeah, it's as mainly, much? It's mainly like how do, okay, it's like how do I actually meet people? So that's like the main thing. So it's like, and so it's a whole different thing with online, you know, so it's like a, you got to you know, sign up for the apps and then you got to do the FaceTime. Then you got to see, Hey, when can we, you know, meet up to like, cause some people might be comfortable just going straight to the person's house. Like if you've been talking to them for maybe a few times on FaceTime, you're like, okay, I get a feel for you. You seem cool. And, or a person might say, okay, let me, let's meet out to get a coffee. We'll hang out for a little bit and then get to meet each other. Right. So it's still, it's still like the same thing, but it's just more online based than meeting people in person off the off the bat you know so it's just kind of like navigating that thing you know what i'm saying i do i've actually had a lot of fun video dating Mm. during COVID 19 right right i've kind of i've kind of gotten that down right (laughs) an hour per video date so kind of stack the dates Mm -hmm. right yeah exactly and then it's like you know very efficient yeah you can do more more meet more people in in less time right it is it's very efficient (laughs) everyone out there right video dating if you're not and it also gives you it's like a great screener exactly to see if you because you can kind of tell when you're video dating with seeing someone and live it's still right and you can feel the vibe you can say oh yeah let me see i want to actually meet this person in person you know i agree i agree okay so when i started dating after my divorce which has been a little over two years now i had been out of the dating game for a while Mm. like a decade plus okay so there were a lot of terms that I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about those terms a little bit today. Right. And then we want to talk a little bit more about, obviously, the topic of 
non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. So the first term that was introduced to me was ethical non-monogamy, right. which I had, I had not heard of this before. Mm. So what, in your opinion, how would you describe, in your professional opinion, right? <laughs> how would you describe ethical non-monogamy to people listening? Yeah, so, uh, so ethical non-monogamy is basically just being honest about your non-monogamous activities. So, and so everyone involved understands what's going on. So for, you know, for those who don't know, uh, non-monogamy is just basically not monogamous. So that means that you're, uh, you know, you're open, you're probably, you're probably polyamorous, you know, you just don't fit into the paradigm of monogamy of just you and one other person. And then so ethical non-monogamy means that you're being honest about that. So some people, they will practice non-monogamy, but won't be honest. So, so you know, then, so transparency, right? Exactly. So it's just basically just letting people know, hey, this is my lifestyle. Everyone involved knows about this lifestyle, and everyone's on board. And so it's like everybody is co-signing the situation instead of like you're with someone. No and they surprises, think, right? And they think you're the only one. They're the only one, and then you're doing a bunch of other stuff. You know, it seems very freeing to me. I've found it at least personally very freeing to be upfront about it. Right, right. I I agree. It's the antithesis of being a player. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes some players, what they'll do is they'll just like, they'll do a lot of sneaky stuff, you know? So it's like they'll pretend, oh, you're the only one. And then you know, do do all this other stuff behind your back. So, you know. I feel after two years out that I I can can smell out a player. Mm. I've learned that. Initially, I was so clueless. I was so naive, mm. but now I'm like, oh yeah, right. I know your calling card. Mm. I know I, I got your number, friend. Right. It's kind of fun to call players out, mm. and I love to ask them, "What's who's on your short list? How many chicks are on your short list?" <laughs> well, the thing is, and there's got- always like this awkward, like awkward pause, like, mm. "Ooh, she's on to me." Right. Well, sometimes you might have like players who are honest, and then you have the most, but but most of the guys, especially guys who are who are players, you know, they're they're uh dishonest about what they're doing you know what i'm saying so that's that's yeah they're not really ethical are they right right hence the name player right so so, you know (laughs) do you have a a clients calling you to ask you how to be a player yeah of course of course but i I, I tell them hey if you're gonna do that be be an honest player i'm like hey just let people know and again that's still be an honest player how is one an honest player so ethical yeah so it's it falls under the same thing so what it is is that because when you're dating like when you're first dating people a lot of people, especially in the West, you know, in our society and in, in the Western society, it's like it's an assumption that if I'm dating you, I'm only dating you. You know what I'm saying? And so why is that an assumption? Because I assume the opposite. Right, I assume if you're right. dating me, you're dating like five other women. Right. But a lot of people don't they don't understand that. And it's 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 because it's like some people are under the assumption that um, and, and it's weird because it's really the perspective of a, the individual person. So, like, for example, a guy might date a girl and it's because she likes him so much she probably won't date other guys or if she does date another guy it's kind of like yeah he's just there i don't really take him seriously so she's focusing on that guy and so because she's focusing on that guy she expects that guy to only focus on her so what happens is is that he might give off the impression that she's the only one that he's seeing and then so what happens is is that she's interacting with him with the assumption that he's she's you know he's the only one that, that she's saying or whatever. And sometimes he may act that way, even though he doesn't need to. You see what I mean? He'll he'll say, Hey, yeah, we're just you know, I'm just seeing you, but he's lying to her, which he doesn't need to lie to her, but he's lying to her because he feels he needs to lie to her to make her comfortable in order to be with him. So it's it's all these different 
aspects of it that that go down. I say just be upfront about what you want. Right, exactly. Especially <laughs> after you've been married and divorced. Mm -hmm. There's no reason, in my opinion, right. to be plain. Right, right. We're all beyond that, please. No, I agree. Yes, team. I agree. I agree. Excellent. So if if people are interest in interested in ethical non-monogamy mm. they're interested in having multiple people they're dating mm. it's more casual right so that would be like your your tip like if you want casual dating mm. where you're upfront about it just say you're ethically non-monogamous right right okay right so the next step beyond ethical non-monogamy i i am discovering learning is what's called polyamory right i would describe polyamory and again you're the expert chime in right I would describe polyamory as you're wanting multiple partners, but you're mm. wanting maybe more consistency or mm. something a little deeper. Right. You're not just playing the field. Mm. You're you're interested in several people. Right. And wanting to have more of a quote intimate or loving relationship with them. Right. Yeah. But so also not exclusive. Right. So yeah. So it's basically more like the the, the polyamorous aspect of it is more so like you know consistent committed relationship type of energy you know what i mean so so where so whereas you can be just uh you can say you're non-monogamous and say hey i'm just hanging out and hooking up with a bunch of different people and i date and everything but when you talk about being polyamorous it's more so like i'm in a relationship you know with this person and i'm also probably in another relationship with another person you know what i mean so it's basically like more relationship long-term um, or even it could be short term still, but it's more just it's it's beyond just like getting together once in a blue moon. You know what I'm saying? And you actually might have feelings. You you care more for this person in certain situations. You might involve be involved in more of their life. You know, certain things like that. Tri so. Take trips together. Right. Exactly. Celebrate holidays together. Right. Right. So it's just like if you're in a monogamous relationship where you're going from dating to actually boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, polyamorous relationships is like that boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, but with just multiple people, you know what I'm saying? So you might have two girlfriends or two boyfriends or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And again, so. everyone is aware of it. Right. Exactly. It's right. clear. It's and everybody knows. Right. Exactly. Now I know polyamory can be a lot of different things. So you can have a primary partner mm. or you can have, you can be more solo and have multiple partners that aren't involved. You can right. have a throuple. I mean, it's layered. Right. It's a lot of different. There's a lot of flexibility right, in the right. world of polyamory. <laughs> Right. There's a lot of different things. Cause you can have like, for example, you can have a situation where, um, let's say for example, you might have a guy who has two girlfriends and his two girlfriends are only dating him. You know what I mean? Or you might have a guy who has two girlfriends and his two girlfriends have, you know, other boyfriends, you know what I mean? And he might also have another girl he's just seeing and dating. So it just, it just goes in different ways. Or you might even have couples who only date other couples, you know what I'm saying? So that's also another, another, uh, situation that goes down, you know? So, so there's a lot of flexibility in the exactly. world of polyamory. Right. Right. So if you're looking for more consistency or depth or more quote, traditional boyfriend, girlfriend without exclusivity, mm. polyamory might be a fit for you. Right. Right. Okay. Now here's a new one that I learned. Mm. You, I'm sure again, have heard this before because of what you do for your mm. career relationship anarchist. Right. Okay. Relationship <laughs> anarchists. Talk about that because I am yeah. still figuring that out. Yeah. So uh, relationship anarchy from what I, from what I gained from it, because it's very, you, you'll hear like a bunch of different definitions from different people. But um, I guess the, the, you could say like the main thing you can take away from it is that it's a relationship style that isn't uh, sort of like 
you know, bounded by strict rules. You know, there's like it, it's it's very uh, open. It's fluid. It's, yeah, it's very like you know, go with the flow. Let's see. You know, there's no like. You know, you there's a there's hardly any rules. You no know parameters, I mean? right? Exactly. We're friends, right? Then we're lovers, right? Then we go bowling together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just whatever you kind of want it to be, right? Because in a lot of other relationship styles, it's it's sort of like you f- it, it forms into little pockets. Relationship anarchy is like just things are everywhere. <laughs> it's kind of like things are just what it is. It's like whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? No parameters. Right. No right. definition. Right. You know, it's that, that type of, uh, that type of energy. So it's kind of like, like I, I remember I was talking to somebody who subscribes to relationship anarchy and, you know, he was basically saying kind of like, I love yeah, that. Exactly. I subscribe <laughs> right. to relationship so, anarchy. So he was saying, you know, like he just kind of like, there's a woman that he sees and, you know, he said, yeah, you know, I saw her, uh, three months ago and he's like, I'm probably going to see her next month. But he was like, there's no like expectation between Right. Each other where we have to like speak on the phone every day or we got to, you know, buy each other presents for this. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like however we feel we want to do it, we want to do it and we take it as it comes kind of situation. But from my understanding, both parties are communicating. Right. At least so there isn't that expectation or is it right. that your relationship anarchist, anarchist so you just don't have expectation? Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like um you. <sighs> It's kind of like it's 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 almost it's almost like you can kind of uh, switch it up and, and as you go along, kind of because like you could one day say, hey, we're going to, you know, let's do this. And then the next time you talk to each other, it could be like, let's, you know, switch it up this way or let's make this happen. Or there might not necessarily even be an expectation for communication as far as that, of, as far as certain things go, because it's kind of like you're just going with how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like, oh, we're not going to label it. We're just going to hang out do our thing. It's almost like, um, I, I think that the closest thing that to relationship anarchy that people can understand is like when you first meet somebody and you first dating, maybe the first date or second date or whatever, where it's like, we're not together. We just met, we're kind of flowing and seeing where things go and just kind of like, you know, going with it. You know what I'm saying? So it is not really any in the moment. Yeah. It's yeah. It's in the moment. It's not really like a crazy expectation. It's like, if you were to meet someone at a bar, y'all talk for an hour or two and y'all get this vibe and y'all might go to another place and get something to eat. Then you might make out in the, in the park. You know, it's like, it's that, but that's like relationship. Anarchy is kind of like that, but just for the whole relationship, you know, with, with that person, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, how you can like sort of see it, you know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to explain because it's, it's like, how do you explain something so, like, varied? You know? <laughs> like, Here's a question I have about that. Just with just my own personality. Mm-hmm. So I know pretty quickly if mm-hmm. I'm attracted to someone right. or not. So mm-hmm. if I'm not, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to be beyond friendship, mm-hmm. right? right? I don't think I, I don't know. Uh, to be that fluid, mm-hmm. like, there has to be attraction, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that fluidity. It has to be. Because I don't mm. think I could go like we're just friends mm. and now we're lovers. Like I have to always feel like I can be your lover. Yeah, it's probably well that that part has to be there, you know, in there. You know what I'm saying for it to for it to sort of like have that dynamic. You know what I'm saying. So I think if you're if you're not attracted in that way, then you couldn't have that aspect of it of it being like a lover situation. You know what I'm saying. So, but if you have that aspect of yeah, I could be a lover and also I could just be friends with you and also, you know, like, so it can, it can go down that path also, you know what I mean? So it can go from lover to friend. I don't think it can go strictly from friend to, to lover attraction. if there's no attraction there. Right, right, right. right. You see right. what I'm saying? I yeah. do. 
So <laughs> sometimes I feel too Gen X for all of this, but that's yeah, okay. Right. I just remember when things were just dating. Mm. We were just dating. Right. <laughs> so if someone is looking for blank, relationship anarchy would be a good fit for them. What would be the blank in your opinion? If they're looking for a relationship anarchy? Yeah, like um, what's the blank? If you're looking for blank, I guess if you, anarchy might be the I guess if you're looking for uh variety, you know, I think and and I would say like very non-attached variety, <laughs> you know? And I think that's the that's the main thing of the 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 not the non-attachment to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think and I think I think actually that's a a, a great aspect of any relationship of enjoying yourself fully in the moment in the moment but also not being super attached because then to you an get, outcome yeah because then you get so like riled up in it and you get so anxious and that's where a lot of like frustration comes in because you got this expectation of oh man i thought this was going here and this and it's like you you don't know you know what i'm saying like you never so know focused on outcomes right exactly exactly it's it's tough it's tough though because we've been conditioned to to focus on outcomes as the happiness. Like if I get this, I'm going to be happy. So, you know, we have been, yeah, <laughs> at least I think to more disappointment. If you can just be more mm. in the moment. Right. Right. Cause that's and really just yeah. savor the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's all, that's all it really is, is a, a series of moments and then you die. You know. So <laughs> now we're getting really deep. <laughs> right. Now we're really deep diving here right. on the beyond monogamy episode. Right. Exactly. So I've discovered since my divorce mm -hmm. that I really enjoy non-monogamy, mm. ethical non-monogamy. Right. I really enjoy experiencing variants of dating different men mm. and having that freedom of being so upfront about it. Right. And mm. I feel that men that I interact with, and, and we have these types of chats, mm. find it refreshing that I'm very upfront about it. Right, right. Do you think women more than men are, are not sharing how non-monogamous they are? Yeah, I think I think women generally aren't going to share it because a lot of men can't handle that type of information, you know, and Fascinating. And, and the reason why this is this is the funny part. It's like because um, I always I talk about this all the time in like my my coaching, my videos, but it's it's a cycle of interaction between men and women. So what it is that uh, most men, their experience with women. Uh, yeah, most men, their experience with women is um you know, I meet a woman, she says, hey, let's get to know each other. We got to take it slow, you know, all this other stuff, right? So now, a most men's experience with women, their perception is women aren't that sexual. Women don't really, you know, they're looking for one guy to settle down with and be with. And I'm trying not to laugh right, right now. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so this is what guys think. So, Maybe when they're younger. Right. Exactly. Before they've been married and right. all that. But it, I think when women are older. Right, exactly. And then so men, they, that's their perception. Don't assume so, this of divorced women, men. Just right, saying. Just right, saying. Right. I know I'm speaking for the, the bulk of us here, but... Right. And so they, they think this. And then so when they meet women and then women's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm non-monogamous. I, you know, I just do my own thing. It's like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I, that's that sounds crazy because in their reality, women don't do that. So it's like I don't they're like I don't get it. And then they think that there's something wrong with her because they're like, well, she's she's weird. You know, she's no, <laughs> that's, that's how guys but you think. disagree. No, I disagree. That's we are not weird. We are empowered and no, self-aware. But, that, but that's because see, in my reality, I understand that because, right. and that's what I'm saying. Like most guys, their reality is women, uh, not really giving them a certain type of sexual energy. And so because they don't feel that and they don't experience that their reality is women don't like sex. As much as men. Oh, so wrong. See what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know, in our forties, women are we're having sexual surges. We're right. actually wanting a lot of sex. Mm -hmm. 
Right, right. FYI, gentlemen. Right. And it, it, to the 30 somethings <laughs> out there, date women in their 40s, just right. if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. 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 Okay. It's crazy. So, these are just terms. Now, some people get really uptight about terms. Mm-hmm. They think terms are, are silly, mm-hmm. and people who use terms are trying to be special. Mm-hmm. I say, if you need to use a term, you use a term. If you right. don't want to use a term, don't mm-hmm. use a term. Mm-hmm. You be you. Right. right. What are your thoughts on yeah, I think I think I think term I think terms are good, but also you don't want to get too caught up in terms because sometimes what happens is be flexible with your yeah, terms. <laughs> yeah, but but also but also a lot of times too, people like to use terms to uh, sort of like make themselves feel comfortable in a specific situation, which 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 is sort of like a safety net. So so for example, okay, a perfect example. We're talking about non-ethical non-monogamy, right? So a lot of clients of mine or just people in general that I talk to because we're in a very like monogamous uh, minded society. We sure are. Um, when I talk about non-monogamy, they get they get nervous. And I'm like, well, what do you think happens when you're dating? When you date a woman or a woman dates a man, you're most likely dating someone who's also dating other people. So right. you're practicing non-monogamy already. All the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just not calling it that. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So when you, you call it dating. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. So the so calling it dating makes you feel safer. Comfortable. Right. It makes you feel comfortable, even though you're still practicing non-monogamy. So the labels we give it, that's that's cool in a sense, but at the same time, the label is not the thing. So, you know, um, uh, a spiritual teacher, this is a guy named Anthony DeMello, he was saying that the label isn't the thing. And so what happens is when we get, when we put something in a label, we sort of put it in a box and we, we sort of, uh, sort of, uh, sort of like we put down what the actual experience of the thing is. So the, so when we talk about dating and non-monogamy, which is literally the same thing, you know, it's the same exact experience. We, because of our, um, you know, uncomfortability, because of our uncomfortability, we label this, this, or we label that, that. But the actual action is the, is is the, the same. same. It's the same thing. So we need to get over this. Right. It's like somebody saying, what's the difference between, can, can we curse on here? I don't know if we can curse. <laughs> I'll just say like sure. This. So somebody, you know, actually, let's not because then I have to click the box right. explicit. I'll, I'll say I it like know. this: Thank Let's you. say somebody says, you know, someone. Not that I'm against cursing everybody, because right. you can say someone's making love or someone's doing smashing. other things, right? You know, smashing. That's smashing. a good creative right. word, exactly. But it's but if it's literally the the same action, but based off of how you feel about it, you know what you want to say about it that. That's the label you put on it is going to make you feel a certain type of way about the situation, but it's literally the same action in the situation. You know, you know what I, I mean? do, I do, <laughs> I do. So, so have you always been non-monogamous? Um, no, nah, I, I was monogamous uh, back in the day because it was, uh, but it was like I felt like I was, but I wasn't practicing it. You were saying it, but your actions were otherwise. Yeah, so I was in a monogamous relationship, and I, I cheated on my girlfriend a few times. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was like it was more than a few times. It was like 18 times. This is my one of my other other like uh, ex girlfriends, and then after her, I was. This like, is when you were really young, though. We yeah, I was had like I was like 21. Yeah, like you were. Yeah, you were still evolving. Right. right. So it so, wasn't two years ago. Right. Exactly. So so after that, I was like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Anymore just be honest and say, Hey, look, this is what I'm, I'm interested in interacting with different women. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and once you started saying that you were non-monogamous, mm. what was that like for you? Um, it was, it was good. It felt just way, it was like, it was just easier. Like a weight was, yeah, off. it was like, okay, I can just 
be do this and be who I who I really want to be. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, and and this is what I would say too about non monogamy is that I think people have the the idea that it's just about sex, right? And it's not necessarily just about sex. It's it's about experiencing um, situations, which in turn have you see yourself in these situations so that you can grow and sort of self-actualize you. It's like, you know, how am I? Uh, it's like, for example, I can go to, to Japan or go to Spain or go to Portugal. I'm going to these different places. To have different I'm, experiences. To have a different experience. And then those those places are going to teach me certain things, teach me more about myself. I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do. Same thing with, with people. You're, you have different experiences with different people, and that teaches you more about yourself and what you like, what you don't like, thing, you know, how you feel about certain situations, stuff like that, you know? My metaphor is this. When I was explaining kind of my new dating philosophy with girlfriends who right. were married or more monogamous, mm. You know, I look at all the friends I have in my life. Right. I have a lot of friends. Mm. And there's different tiers to friendship, right? There's right. different tiers of intimacy. Mm. But but I have a lot of different friends because I have different interests. Different right. friends bring different things into my life. I can mm. have certain conversations with this friend that I don't really have with this friend. Right. And now I just see that the same with dating. Mm. And it's fun. Right, right. I'm a fan. Right. No, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. And you're also married. Yeah, yeah. And you've been in an open marriage... For well, we've been married for seven years, and um, we've been together all for fourteen years in all, yeah, in total. And you were always open, yeah, the whole time, yeah. So we first, when we first started dating, we were just you know dating like anybody else would date, and then you know she wanted to be my girlfriend, and I said, "All right, cool," but <laughs> I was like, "I want to keep it's it still, open, still, yeah." Open. And then she was like, "Yeah, cool, non-monogamous, good, right?" And then we just kept it that way, you know. And has that been complicated for you? Um, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's been complicated in certain situations of like, I would meet certain women that I liked and they would be like, and then once they know that I'm non-monogamous, they're like, oh, I don't know about that or whatever. But then you meet other. Doesn't other it kind of up the ante though? Not only are you non-monogamous, right. but you're married. Right. Exactly. That guy, I don't know. Right. And then Mr. Like, Lucario, that right. kind of <laughs> exactly. up the, ups the ante a little bit. Right. You know, so. Because then they're like, going to wonder, okay, is he really in an open marriage? Mm. Do you have to have like a permission slip? Right. Exactly. Like a little they, they, flash, like, a little badge. Like, are you lying? You know, stuff like that. Get out the lie detector saying? test. Yeah. Right. So, you know. So that's the, that's the, but uh, it's working for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Been married I'm, seven years to, yeah, together. I mean, 14. Yeah. So we've been together 14 years, married seven. Um, you know, I have a girlfriend now, you know, also, so it's, it's good. <laughs> so how do you, okay, here's a question I often that gets brought to me when I have conversations like this with people in my world, how do you have time to spend with these various women? How mm. do you delegate your time? Right. I mean, well, it's just, very, very good time management. <laughs> it's, it's like this. It's, well, business, we business owners, we know how to manage our time well. Right. So I understand that. Yeah, it's just very good time management, but also also managing expectations too. It's like anything else. Like a lot of a lot of uh, situations can be very beneficial to you if the communication is right. You know, so it's like because when you when you when you lack communication, that's when assumptions happen. And when assumptions happen, that's when frustration happens in relationships. So you have to communicate and say, hey, this is this is who I am. This is what I want. Uh, you know, if you're interested in being with me or you're interested in uh, seeing each other, then, hey, this is this is what I can give. You know what I mean? So do you have those types of conversations right out of the gate with these women that you're meeting? 
Or does that evolve once you have more of a connection? Yeah. Like, when it, are you setting that expectation? Yeah, usually it, it evolves because at first, first it's like, I, I, you know, you know, I'm like, hey, look, this is my situation. So, you know, the situation and we are first dating. Like if I, this is my first date with a woman, I first, you know, meet her for coffee and it's the first time I've ever seen her in my life. Like, it's not necessarily a thing where it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with us because I don't know what's going to happen with us. I don't know if I'm going to like you. You don't know if you're going to like me. We got to actually see where it goes. Right. So it'll be the same sort of protocol like anybody else would be dating. Like, hey, let's see where this goes. Then once things start to like, you know, once things start to uh, get a little um, a little bit more consistent, then it's like, okay, let's let's talk and see where we can really make things happen. You know what I mean? Cause then you might say, Hey, I want to see you more. I might want to see you more. So how do we create that? And where, and where does this go from here at this point and towards the future? You know what I'm saying? So, and you're perfect. Okay. So you're married mm. and you have a girlfriend, right? So you have two, you have two right. women in your life right. consistently. Mm. So what would you want to add to that? I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's like, just like, dating you know like if i because you know if i if i'm um so it's kind of like a cake where your wife and your girlfriend are the top tier right right and then there's the next tier right so you're looking right. for the second tier ladies right but also and, and and see and also this is why it's it's good to communicate and 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 have this so they know they're a second tier lady no it's, and that's the thing it's not even a, i don't even like to look at it as second tier i I'm, like to, i'm teasing i, don't know, I like bit. to look at it as more it's a like, good visual though yeah. plus who doesn't like cake i mean right. come on i like to look at it more as like just the situ like everybody is in a different situation because like for example i'm i'm if i'm dating a, another woman i'm not her primary person, which she probably most likely would have a primary person, or she can, she will, she Hopefully will get a you person. are not her primary right, person exactly. because you're married right. and have a girlfriend. <laughs> right. So it's like, hopefully you're just right. a fun guy on the side. She sees right. once in a while, right? Nothing against you, but right. I mean, there's no time for her no, no, to be a primary person. Right. That and, is. And that's, that's, and that's the great thing about non-monogamy is that you're free to find and be with whoever. And there's always this, like, you're never going to run out of, people you know what i'm saying meaning like so i think that the problem lies in is that again with attachment is that you meet somebody you really like them and you want that person to be your person your main person and it may not work out that way so for you, know you okay i'm just intrigued is right. this okay that i'm asking these questions oh, you can ask okay anything. okay you can okay. okay this is intriguing i'm sure our listeners are leaning in so mm -hmm. do you find at this stage that mm -hmm. there are women that you would like to have more time with but there just isn't that time meaning do you still fall in love with women or yeah, is there just a, not, a, is there just not space for that where women now yeah. are more kind of fun and games? Cause right. you have your wife, right. you have a girlfriend mm. who you love mm. and, and now women are, are just like, like a fun, you know, right. activity. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, mean <laughs> I mean, I'm being a little, but you know what I'm trying to <laughs> say? Like, say. is there space, even mm. space? Because right. I have, I have, I'm intrigued about polyamory. Mm. I haven't lived it out though. Right. 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 Like I haven't been in your situation, mm. but it intrigues me. Right. Big time. Right. And it's like, how do I, okay, mm. how does that work? I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm just so fascinated. Well, the thing is the, 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 the way that I, I, I look at it and this is me personally, um, is that I, I can't, I can't fall in love with a woman until an exorbitant amount of time passed. Meaning that I so can't you never have a crush or you no, never like, have like butterflies. Yeah. No, yeah. it's no, it's those things are there like that, that cause that, I, that's new relationship energy. It's like, Oh, it's exciting. It's fun. And that's, that's great. But what I look at, I, I remember I made a joke where I was saying that love is boring, meaning like 
Love is like the predictable. Two, yeah, it's like the two old people on the porch drinking lemonade, you know, holding hands in a rocking chair. It's like it's not exciting. It's like this is it's like we've been together. Stable. For, it's, right. It's stable. It's 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 consistent, you know, and it's it's uh, it's work. You know what I'm saying? So 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 the thing is, is that if I meet a woman and we make it to where we've been seeing each other for a year, a year and a half, two years, and it's like it's like great and we, we 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 care about each other then that's when it's like okay that's a little bit more serious but if i meet a woman most like and this is not even just for me it's just for most people 95 percent of the people that you meet you're most likely not going to see them in six months you know what i'm saying like, right it's a numbers game right because because there's not that many people you're going to connect with on that level um you know consistently and even if you do feel that connection with them they might not feel it with you and you know you understand what i'm saying and so, also life just can get in the way too. exactly it's maybe like you so have many, this amazing connection but you live miles right, apart or exactly. whatever factors yeah, going on so many different variables you exactly know what I mean? so 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 the thing is is that it's not that easy to find people that you're gonna be like oh my god this is great and it, it stays that consistent um but when you do you know it's kind of like yeah let's let's it's like let's see where this can go so there's nothing that's not that can't happen, you know what I mean? But it's not anything that happens that often to where it's um to where it's like like a, 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 a an issue. You see what I'm saying? So it's not it's not anything that comes up a lot. And I think there's there's this fantasy right idea that, oh, you know, how are you gonna like, you know, get uh manage all these wonderful people? You know, it's not gonna you're not this you're not gonna meet all these wonderful people. Or I should say like this, they're not gonna be wonderful to you. Sure. And you see what I mean? So they're wonderful people, but everybody's not wonderful to everybody else. So, th- And again, this is why it's so great to be open and have that non-monogamous energy because you're able to interact with a bunch of different people so that you can see who's the best fit for you. I think a lot of times the drawback with the monogamy for some people is that because they're so attached to trying to find the one, they end up settling. Spending a lot of time yeah. with someone they maybe Exactly, should. right. Yes. <laughs> that was my 20s. <laughs> right. So. Do you feel that your non-monogamous lifestyle has made your marriage happier? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, because I think I think if I wasn't non-monogamous, I would have taken my wife for granted oh. a long time ago. <laughs> well, there's another reason to be non-monogamous, <laughs> ladies. Right. right. Because the thing is, is that, it, and I feel like that's just an... And anything is that when you're when you're in a relationship and it's just you and the person, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, things can get routine or things can get, you know. Because she also sees other men. Right. Exactly. Right. Which, which you know, you've got to keep your game up. Exactly. You know, so because like, <laughs> if you're out there dating and you're out I there. I want to meet her. Right. Like high five her. Because <laughs> exactly. if you're out there dating, what happens is that you still are putting your best foot forward. You know what I mean? And so that translates into it also your, your main relationship too. You know what I mean? And so it's, and also the, 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 the juxtaposition between your main relationship and your other relationships, you know what I'm saying? So it all, it also makes you appreciate everybody in the situation. So you appreciate your wife, you appreciate your husband, you appreciate the boyfriend, the girlfriend, you appreciate the person you're dating because you're able to see yourself in all these different experiences versus if you were only with this one person and that's it, right? You don't have that other perspective. You know I also, I, I, I just what's coming to mind right now is the pr- appreciation. I love that word, by the way, because these women, your wife, your girlfriend, your lovers are being open to this type of lifestyle. Right. And it's not the norm. Mm. 
which 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 I find unfortunate. Right, right. I agree. <laughs> and 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 so there's this like, oh, you're open to this, mm. and this is working, and this is enriching our lives. So right. that would be for me. That would be even more of an appreciation. Mm. Right. Does that resonate with you? Right, definitely, definitely. Because because the fact is that. Because, How many wives are like, yeah, sure, exactly. yeah, you just go out and have fun with right. your girlfriend tonight, and I'm just going to hang out at home and watch some some Netflix. Right, you know, so yeah, it's def- that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, and also, again, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where what I like, I think the most that I like about non-monogamy is that it constantly reminds you that nobody is yours. <laughs> you know what I'm You're saying? yours. Right, exactly. And that's about it. Exactly, you know what I mean? And I think, and I think we, we kind of like, get clouded in that possessive possessive energy of you're my girlfriend, you're my husband, you're my wife. And it's like, no, we're sharing experiences together and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nobody is really quote unquote yours. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so again, that goes back to what we talked about earlier about attachment is that you have to enjoy the situation. Cause I, I, I've always said, this is that all relationships are going to end. Either you're going to die or you know, we're all going to die or you're going to break up before you die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can't hold on to any of it. So it's like, let's enjoy what we have while we're here. You know what I mean? And while the person's here and while, we're, you know what I mean? So, and I think that the, the possessiveness and the attachment robs you from actually enjoying the moment because with, with the possessiveness and attachment, that brings anxiety, that brings- A lot of fear energy. Fear. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? A lot of time wasted being jealous and scared and- Oh, what are you doing here? And what's going to happen? And it's like, I always tell people, if, if the person you're dealing with and the person you're dating, the person you're seeing, if they're treating you great, if they're respecting you, if they're, um, you know, giving you the, 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 the proper time, energy and attention. And you're doing the same. You're right. Reciprocating. And right. Reciprocating. Exactly. And you're mm-hmm. also doing the same thing. Then everything's fine. Absolutely. You know? But it's like, you know, if it's reciprocated, right. Absolutely. Exactly. But a lot of times people are always worried about, everything outside of the situation or what's going to happen next. It's like, I don't know. Also, doesn't it take the onus, like being non-monogamous takes the onus off one person, person having to be all these things to you. Exactly. Right. And it also puts more of the onus that you have to be all these things for yourself. Meaning Mm. like one thing that I've really appreciated about non-monogamous, my journey more in the non-monogamous realm is that I really love myself so much more. Mm -hmm. Like I appreciate myself so much more because I'm not attaching Mm. so much to other people outside of me exactly it's very freeing and delicious right and then you let people be free to do them do who they are because a lot of times we 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 sometimes expect people to be to us what exactly what we want them to be instead of being that to ourselves being that to ourselves and understanding that people are going to be how they are and so we put so much expectation on another person and that's what frustrates us i used to do that a lot i used to i used to Man, I was notorious for this and I would frustrate myself and even to the point where I got depressed sometimes because I was always saying like, I'd be like, why are you doing this? And, you know, I expect you to be this way and I expect you to. And it was like, and I'm like, why am I expecting this person to be what I want them to be? You know what I mean? I have to accept them as they are. As they are. You know what I mean? And that's it, you know? Yeah, as a professor of mine said once, people change, but not that much. Right, exactly. (laughs) So this is kind of what you're getting. Mm Mm-hmm. And another thing, like, again, and I'm sure I've said this five times already during our time together, but that's mm-hmm. another layer about what I love about non-monogamy is that I I don't have, again, I have that freedom to enjoy all the tears of the cake. Right. Mm-hmm. And the layers are, you know, the layers are just fun. 
Right, right. Act two's been fun for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, so love yourself. Mm. Allow yourself to love other people. Yes. Don't limit love. Is, is love big to you? I feel like love mm. is big. Why do we limit love? I mean... Well, the thing love, is, love is limitless, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we've been conditioned to think that love is this like finite thing. You know what I'm saying? But also it's like we have weird uh, like social conditioning about what love is, especially through like music and stuff. You know, a lot oh, of we're, music and, is and like the, the movies that we've been conditioned <laughs> exactly, to watch right. since we were teenagers. Mm, oh, right. my gosh. They're, I mean, everything pushes this one message into our faces. Mm. And again, I'm like, I'm not like anti monogamy, like. Right, right. If you want to be monogamous, mm. please be monogamous. Be, right. ha- be happy and monogamous. But I mean, mm. live your life. Like I'm, mm. you be you, I'll be me. But one thing that I guess for me that I just really appreciate about non-monogamy is that it, to me it feels like love is bigger. Mm. Again, I have not lived a polyamorous lifestyle. I have not been in an open relationship. I've dated, you know, ethically non-monogamous. But just that itself has taught me that love is so big right right and love for myself is so big mm-hmm. it's fun right no it's it's, it's, it. it's 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 true but and, and the problem is is that a lot of times we're not we're not it's not we're not loving each other it's more like we're bargaining with each other it's like hey you do this for me i'm gonna do this for you and if you don't do this for me i'm not gonna do this for you and if you you know so we live it. Like, right exactly it's like that type of thing well i'm gonna switch gears here what would be your dating advice to those interested in the world of Ethical non-monogamy, polyamory, relationship mm-hmm. anarchy. That's right. maybe different than if people are looking for monogamy. Yeah, I, I, w- I mean, I would say, uh, you know, I think it's something that they would need to want to do, but also uh, take time with it to to get yourself, like, used to it. Because I think, cause I think a lot of us were coming from the monogamous world into that into non-monogamy you know what i mean so that's what most people are 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 doing exactly so it's like it's like understanding that you'll still probably have that conditioning from monogamy and you're bringing it to the non-monogamous situation which which doesn't really exercising a new muscle yes exactly so you got to sort of like repetition yeah you got to sort of like you know you can't really bring the same (laughs) it's like two different languages you know certain languages certain words in english you can't translate to another language is just not there you know what i mean so it's like you got to understand that it's a different type of type of energy but also give yourself time to deal to to sort of deal with your emotions about the situation because you're going to get jealous you're going to feel a certain type of yeah it's unavoidable right you're gonna you're gonna like you know you're still human exactly you're gonna you know you're gonna feel these feelings you're gonna gonna feel vulnerable you're not because if it's something new then you got to sort of like um get yourself accustomed to it you know what i mean because even with 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 my wife like you know, um, she's still gets jealous. You know what I mean? We've been together for 14 years, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's, but, it, but her jealousy isn't as strong as it was before. Do you so, ever get jealous? I, I'm not like, I, it's weird. I, I don't think I've gotten too jealous. My, I think my only issue, well, one of my issues was safety. That was oh, one sure. of my issues. Like, I just got to, I'm like, you know, just make sure you save. Let 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 one of your friends know exactly where you're at. They give them the address of where you're gonna be at, stuff like that. My only issue with jealousy would be if, let's say, for example, let's say me and you were together, right? And, okay. And I said, hey, you know, 
let's go watch a movie. And you're like, I hate movies. I don't like watching movies. You know what I mean? And then not true, but right, okay. let's say you just said, I hate watching sure. movies. And I'm like, come on, I like to watch movies. And then, then next thing you know, let's say you get with a, you see another guy and you go watch a movie with him. Oh, that, that, that right there. I don't like, <laughs> so that's, oh, that's, that's, that's the type funny. of thing I don't like. So it's like, okay. you know, so it's like, I don't like that, that, that energy of saying you're, this is not what you do. But then and, for this new person, you're right. I don't, I think that's, that's, that's kind of like weird. You know what I'm saying? I now it's it. one thing if you changed your mind, I get, you know, then we change I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to watch movies now. That's cool. But if it's like, I don't want to do this with you at all, but I want to do this with this other person. I think that's kind of weird because then it's like, it's like, you're What's not the difference. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just think that's kind File of that away. Everyone right. <laughs> for those interested in open marriages, right. open relationships. Okay. What are some dating apps or, listeners can go to if they're wanting more of a non-monogamous experience in the world of dating man i i, I wish it was more there's not really that much there's one there's one app this new app called open it's like hashtag open where they have a it's, it's under construction yeah by the way. yeah i think it's like they're still working out some things they're working out their game um okay cupid yep, i, I think is that. great because they right allow now. you to check the box of non-monogamy right, exactly um and then field field. Yeah. That's the, that's have the, you been on that? I haven't, app? I haven't really been on that. That uh, is like to me, like Tinder on speed. Oh, wow. Okay. I got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta check that out. <laughs> I think that's more for the gentleman, but anyway, right. enjoy. Funny. Well, I have to ask you one more thing before we close out. So you had made a comment before the show about what is one thing people should never say. And the comment you made was, what are you looking for? People should mm. never ask another person. Right. You, in your words. So right. give like one minute reason why you should never right. say, what are you looking for? Well, the thing is when you say, what are you looking for? It, 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 it kind of messes up the dynamic between you and a person naturally. So it's like, but if you are looking for non-monogamous, shouldn't you say that? No, no. What, what I'm saying is, is that I'm saying in general, when people ask, what are you looking for? What they're expecting is, the person to answer exactly what they want. They're looking right, for. Exactly. So and you so, should just say what you're looking for and not ask the other person. Right. Exactly. You just can say, say right, I'm looking right, for like, blank. Oh yeah. Or I like this. I like, you know, stuff like that. Own your own. Right. And, okay. and, and, and also what I will say too, is this, is that I it's feel, kind of a kiss of death in yeah. my opinion, when you ask another person, what yeah, are you looking for? Like, it never right, works yeah. out. Right. Cause, it, cause a lot of times they're going to say something, they might say something that doesn't go with exactly what you're expecting, but also at the same time, you're stopping yourself from you and that person actually having an experience. So for example, I dated a girl, had a great, I think we was dating almost like a year or something like that. Well, not like, you know, we weren't like serious, but we saw each other yeah, for like a year. Consistently. And I remember she said, oh, I'm looking for like a monogamous relationship and I want to get married and all this other stuff. Right now we saw each other for a year, had a great time. You know what I'm saying? She told you that? Yes. Knowing you were non-monogamous. Yes. And so, fascinating. So, right. And, but the thing was, we still saw each other because we still were interested in spending time together. But she knew that you weren't going to ever right. turn the page on that. Right, okay. right. But good. the thing is that she, you know, she has- You never told her otherwise, right? Right, no. Oh, I, okay, like, very like, good. Right, she, like she, you know, she knows that I'm non-monogamous, but she was also looking for that. But we didn't let that stop us because it was a natural attraction Connection. and energy of us. us so you still had a great season of life together. Right, and so a lot so of people- you didn't limit that experience. Yes, and a lot of people make that question stop them. So sure. in another situation, if I said to a woman, yeah, I'm not monogamous and that would have been like, uh, you know, someone would be like, oh, well, we're done. You know what I'm saying? And, and they just sort of cut off the the experience. Sure. Now, the thing is, is that we don't know, no one knows if they're going to live tomorrow. So imagine if she was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother with you. 
and then she didn't live till the next year, she would have cut that whole year of experience out of her life and she wouldn't have experienced anything. You see what I'm saying? And I'm just using that as a simple example, right? You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying where people are, are, are sort of cutting off an actual great experience by being assumptive, be, you know, assuming that, oh, well, I can't experience Really have anything. a connection exactly. if you're not looking Specific for the same thing, thing as right. what know, I'm looking saying? for. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, this, I could go, we could go, we could have like a five hour podcast here, (laughs) but we're going to say goodbye. So this has been fantastic. I've been looking forward to this conversation just because of my own feelings around non-monogamy. Right. So thank you so much again for sharing your story, Mm. talking about all these fun terms, keeping it real. I love how you keep it real. I appreciate you having me. Of course. (laughs) How can our listeners learn more about your coaching and your workshops and your books and all of that? Yeah, so for uh, so everyone can go to my main site, which is mrlocario.com. That's M-R-L-O-C-A-R-I-O.com. So I have programs for men and women on there. Um, and also for the guys specifically, I have a, 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 co- a coaching program, a membership program called badboymembership.com. Bad boy membership. Yeah, okay. So that, that teaches <laughs> That's like guys an interesting like, connotation. Yeah, exactly. Teaches guys how to step up their game, how to attract women, how to. So it's a positive Oh, say yeah. bad boy. Oh, yeah, think, everything I, think, I do is I don't positive. Think, oh, okay. No, because because you see, need to clarify that. Yeah, because see the see, and I'll say this real quick. Yes, see, please. The, the bad boy is an, just an archetype. You know, like when they say nice guys finish last. A nice guy is also an archetype. So the bad boy and the nice guy is an archetype. The difference between a bad boy and a nice guy is a nice guy is the guy who who pretends to be exactly what you want. Mm. You know, and then you fall for this guy, and then three months later he's out of there. You're like, what happened? That's that's the nice guy. The bad boy is like, hey, this is me. Take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm being, yeah, I'm being honest with you from the any jump. Games. Okay. Exactly. Okay. You know I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> right. Especially for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. And then where are you at social media wise? Where would we? Um, yeah, so on Instagram you can find me at, at real Mr. Locario. So just real and then my name is Locario. And also that's on Twitter. You can find me on there. And uh, just on YouTube, just you know, type in Mr. Locario. You're everywhere on my, YouTube. Yeah, all my videos will pop up, you know. So many videos. Yeah. Well, this has been delicious. (laughs) Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. Mr. Lucario and I wish everyone listening so much positivity as you explore what type of relationship path is right for you. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I cannot wait to connect with you on our next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.